Hey everybody, and welcome to this episode of Talent Talk. I'm John Berkeley, and I'm here with my co-host, Jack Milliken. Most of the time, flowers smell nice, and sometimes they even taste nice as well. Jack, don't eat flowers. This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brendan Hogan, about KBFT and its surrounding properties, aka Video One and sports broadcasting. And we're also going to be talking to someone currently in the broadcasting class, Anthony Sweha, one of my good friends. And then we're also going to be talking to talent writer Delaney Bird about her experience growing up in a CB family. All that and more right after this. So John and I are joined by Anthony Sweha and Mr. Brendan Hogan today to talk a little bit about KBFT. How are you guys doing? Great. Feeling good. On the podcast, good. finally. Oh, sure. So how many did it take to get me here? You know? Seven? Seven? <laughs> hey, so hey, number seven. You're a busy man. We, we had yeah, to make sure busy. that Hard we, to get to. we had oh, the yeah. right episode for you to be on. Right. And, you know, to start off, I want to ask both of you how you guys got into KBFT. Obviously, it's a little different since Mr. Hogan, you're a teacher in Sueha, you're a student. Yeah. But uh, I'll start with Mr. Hogan. Uh, how did you get hired here? Did you hear about KBFT before? What was it like? Um, I actually, I mean, I didn't really have any plans on being a teacher from, with my life, but uh, I was in Sacramento and I was subbing to, uh, I needed like kind of a steady job, but wasn't 100% of the time, wasn't committed. And so I was substitute teaching uh, here at Christian Brothers. I think this is like 2004-ish. And uh, other colleagues or teachers here would ask, well, what, do you want to teach? I said, oh, the only thing I could teach would be KBFT. That's what I studied. That's what I was into. And that spring, uh, Brother Rock, who was the founder of KBFT, uh, he took like a two-week sabbatical trip to uh, Sri Lanka to build a computer lab. And he was like, can you teach my class? I was like, yeah, dude, I'd, I'd love to teach that class. And during the two weeks, usually when he was gone, we wouldn't have broadcast. This was like season two. So and what year was that, season two? Like 2003, 2004. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know, depending on fall, spring. He said, uh, take the class. You can run a show if you want to. So boom, I got right in there and we ran shows that whole two weeks. It was fun. I had a great time. Uh, for the summer, I was doing, uh, was working on houses in Hawaii, that kind of construction investment stuff. And I got a phone call about like August 1st, August 8th. Like school starts in three days, four days or something, and uh, Brother Rock's visa has expired and he's stuck in Rome. Oh my gosh. All the, of all the places to be stuck in, I think, I, I'd right. like Rome. Yeah. But, uh, so he, he couldn't get back and they didn't know how long it was gonna be, blah, 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 could I teach the class? And they were like, long-term sub, like we'll hire you month to month to month. And I had a plan to stay in Hawaii, but I was like, no, that sounds great. My sister at the time was gonna be a senior. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it, let's get back. And so I showed up there. I taught month to month to month for like three months. It was still a problem. They finally hired me through Christmas. And then late spring or, I don't know, you know, March-ish, um, Brother Rock was still not back, still had visa problems. He, I think he could get to Canada. They let him into Canada. That's where he's from. But uh, finally, basically, uh, Lorcan Barnes had a meeting with me and said, listen, I don't know what's going to happen with Brother Rock, but you're doing a great job. That year, we won number one broadcast in the nation. Oh, wow. We want to hire you if you'll take it. And I was like, sold. I love this job. This was fun. And so that's how I became the KBFT program director. Whoa. Yeah. So if a visa story. wouldn't have expired, we you might still be building houses in Hawaii. So, yes. However, I think that Brother Rock had... Uh, the brothers are always working multiple angles. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever met Brother Rock, but he is fantastic. He's one of the great ones. 
And um, I think he saw in me those two weeks that I could handle this class and I could do it. And he had the visa issue, no doubt. Like he, he's not making it up. Right. But uh, I think it was a long-term tryout. And I think he had something to do with Lorcan in the meeting. I think he was on my side. He was like, that kid can do it, hire him. And I think Brother Rock's plan was always to build it and pass it off to someone else. And I think he saw somebody uh, that he could do that too because, and this is, uh, I still have a friendship with him, but two weeks after I was hired, his visa problems were gone and he was back in Sacramento. <laughs> wow. wow. So I, I don't know, it just could be lucky uh, or it could have been like he was waiting for the school to make a decision. And uh, that was a really fun year. That was actually uh, Mr. Anderson's um, junior year. Oh, really? Year. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. And so, Anthony, shifting gears a little bit, what kind of brought you to KBFT? Well, I, I think from a student's perspective, uh, you know, your first big like impression of CB and, and KBFT starts from open house. And you go around open house and you, you go into the Studio 608, you see how it actually goes down, you see all the behind the scenes. And I think that draws you in a lot more just like to help you decide if you even just want to go to CB and if you go to CB, if you want to be in this class. Um, for me, and I think like, a, like Hogan can vouch for this, like a lot of uh, people who have like siblings who were in KPFT, they, their uh, kids or their, their siblings, they usually come into the class because it's just, they have that prior knowledge just um, right, the younger sibling kind of knows what's going on. Right. And I was a eighth grader when my sister was in KBFT. So I knew about it, but I didn't know much. Right. I just knew she was in it. I knew how much fun she had. And, you know, you go to open house, you see what it actually is. And I know I'm going to CB freshman year. I'm like watching it on in my B set every day like that. Correct. You just want to be in that class. And it's once you finally get in, it's like exactly what you thought it was going to be. It's just fun all the time. It is not fun, it's not fun all the time. The time that they, no, uh, it's definitely uh, fun. It's I, I was, I was sugarcoating right it. on the wall, it, it's, especially it's, when people write on the wall. Yeah, right. If you like it, no. you can make it fun for yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you work hard, you, it, yeah. You know, people don't take it for granted. They really do appreciate KBFT. They, it's a really great experience, especially with all the things that come with it, like the conventions, and you can, you know, film in, um, games like on the field, you can just go in for free. Like that's just, it's just everything that comes with KBFT. It's, it's a good experience. It's perfect. I feel for me. So one of the prereqs for KBFT is video one. Yes. And that was a class that you had to take beforehand, correct? Yes. Every, everybody has to took, take it. Yeah. Class that John took. And that's also taught by Mr. Hogan. What was the application process like after video one? Because from video one to KBFT, you kind of just, hey, this is something that I want to do. You pre-reg and you're in the class yes. um, after a selection process. But with going into video one, there's a bit of an application. What was that like and kind of how did that feel? Well, the application process, um, it's pretty simple. You have to create a video that describes yourself. You, you answer all these questions and then you submit it at a certain deadline. And if you don't get that deadline in, you pretty much, well, you're for sure not in. If you do get that deadline in, chances are you will get in. Um, that not saying that you will like definitely get in, but um, if you have like the, like the basic capabilities of just making a simple video, it's it's not the most difficult thing to get in. If you really want to be in the class, you can definitely get in the class. Um, the application process. 
Can I interrupt there for a second? Yeah. Because the video, I think, it gets... They're, they're not great no, no, videos. The, well, yeah, but they're, I think they get weighted heavily for the students. Like, they think yes. I'm watching this video and, like, how great are you? Yeah, I I, expect, that's a good point. Yeah. I expect that every kid coming in has zero video production skills. Right. Uh, really, what it was for me is a time saver. I used to have a sit-down interview with every single applicant. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah, we used, to, <laughs> we used to also have, like, I'd have you guys, like, leaders, like, seniors and juniors, interview the kids first, and then mm -hmm. they'd come over and talk to me. And you guys would prep them a little bit, like, this is what it's like, or th they could ask questions. Honestly, it just turned into kind of a, a slight bullying session about this is going to be horrible. This is the toughest class, which isn't true. Right. It's, right. Yeah, I mean, and it true. took days and hours each day. <laughs> and I just finally decided once every kid had an iPad, there was really no excuse for they couldn't they could always they could just turn it on and film themselves. And what I really wanted to do is just get to know them a little bit, see what they're like. And um, that's that's what the video is now, because what I'll get now from kids in video production is how did so and so make it? I've seen this oh video. It's on YouTube and it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's so and, true. And though. so I feel yeah. a little like, uh, you know, I have to vouch for myself to be like, well, that's not the category. It's not, it's not you know, Jack O'Hearn dunking over and over. Oh, again. What a great video. It's, gold. It's Com not the, not comedy gold. It's just gold. not the reason he made it in, you know. Well, I knew exactly. I, you know who Jack O'Hearn is when you watch that video. Course. That is who yes, he was as a freshman, and I I love that part about it. And I I know he gets a lot of flack for it, but it's good, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, and then Mr. Hogan, I wanted you know you were talking about Mr. Anderson's year or his junior year, um, and you've been with this program for over a decade. How have you seen it like evolve? Oh, that's a that's a great question, John. Uh, I think that uh, the kids have changed. And really, it's the skills that they come with. Um, and 2007 and 2008, 2009, those kids all had personal computers. And they came with a certain set of skills in file management, in transferring files and working with jump drives. They, they had skills that I didn't have. They, they were advancing in the computer sciences part faster than, or in, they were in areas that I wasn't. Um, and as the years have gone on, I found that those skills are less and less. And I think that that's one, an act, a, a physical fact that the phone does so much for you. You don't have to manage your files. All your photos go to the photo bucket. All your documents go to your cloud. I mean, you don't have to deal with that stuff. But we still deal with files and file management and video production and KBFT. And it's a thing that I now have to teach that I actually didn't have to teach before. But the flip side of that is kids come in with much more experience in being able to decide what looks good on video and what doesn't. They watch a lot more of it. They consume YouTube all the time. 0708 was like YouTube was maybe a thing. It was happening, a but it's not. Bit, yeah. yeah, it's not just like, wow, everyone is consuming YouTube. So it's it's gone one way, half a dozen, six of the other, however that saying goes. As far as the difference is, I think that Brother Rock had us targeted towards like exit high school ready for employment at a news organization. Oh, wow. And when I was coming in, we were having students one or two a year graduate and go work at channel three, 13, 10. Whoa. And like skip college altogether. Yeah. Right. So they, I mean, oh. they just would get hired. And wow. I think that was also because we caught it at a, at the, the point at which digital video was taking over newsrooms and they didn't have these skills and these kids did. There was a little crest of a wave there. And our kids were on top of it. 
I still think you guys have skills that you can go get employed. But the, for me, the goal was always to send you off to college and that you didn't have to decide your life career as a sophomore in right. high school, that these skills are applicable <laughs> to all kinds of careers. Um, I just saw a video today, actually, that had a, a kid from 07. He's a real estate agent, but on my Facebook feed, his videos come up all the time that he shoots and he does. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I know he's falling on some skills he learned in video production and making his real estate videos, his, you know, come by my house videos. Right. How do you feel that the technology has changed since, you know, your your kids 07, 08, you, you were shooting on these, you know, sometime like we were we were going through the going through the closet in the back a couple of days ago and we found an old film camera. Well, not a film camera, but it was like a, you know, digital video tape camera, digital video tape camera. <laughs> exactly. And um, so how have you seen that progress and what do you see the future looking like for creating these these news, these packages and our news show? I mean, <clears throat> the. The, the physical act of tapeless. We're now tapeless. Everything's on a chip. Right. Um, and I see that the, the chips are varying sizes, you, SD card, a compact flash, whatever. I, I don't know how that's going to evolve. But the fact of not having tapes means I don't have buckets of physical things I have to keep track of. It's now data. Um, the cameras advanced, like the, the resolution, the amount of dots is just unbelievable. It's basically just going to be limitless every... So often we will get bigger HD, 4K, 8K, 20. I, these cameras that come out the what's the one the Mevo? It's the size of a you know a it's Jello like a, pot. Yeah, it's like a, right. it's like a GoPro size. Right, and like it's cylinder. The resolution is so great that you can fit four different 1080p HD shots in it. Right. Well. I mean, so it's such a big camera. And then you pick your angles and move it, and it does it all for you. Basically, if we were to purchase that camera, we'd eliminate all camera jobs on KBFT. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need a floor manager. We don't need camera. We don't, it just takes it out. It's just one little camera that's the size of a Jello cup. So they're out there. But uh, so I, I just think it's getting easier, more transparent, and the data is becoming more and more transferable. So we put it up into the cloud and we exchange it across all 10 computers in the room. Mm -hmm. Before, you pick, the computer you captured on was the one you were on. And, oh, I wasn't paying attention. And so, you know, Stu Susie and Steve both captured to the same computer. Dang, they're both due tomorrow. Well, money's got to get a jump drive and transfer. I mean, it took it was a pain. Yeah. You were kind of talking about floor managers yeah. and, and pieces. And that's something that, you know, we as juniors have only started to learn this year as we've gotten into the actual broadcasting piece of KBFT. So, Anthony, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what a day, like what a, what a, a usual Monday, Tuesday or Friday looks like um, when it comes to actually producing this show? You would have um, your script written. Everyone knows what jobs they're doing. And you'd have all these packages finished, exported, and in the, the DVR ready to play. Um, and a lot of times we do have a lot of ideal days. We, a lot, we do have a lot of people on the same page. We, write, uh, we make the show jobs, you know, what people are assigned to, we make those a week in advance. So people right. usually are on top of it. Usually the anchors are on top of their scripts. You, people do work hard. And um, usually uh, the director and the producer, they 
they kind of run the whole script of the show. They get everyone together. They get the anchors together. They uh, get everyone on track so that each person is doing the right job. And um, usually the director is in the back room and they're getting every, um, they're, they're putting together every single uh, part of the, the job. So they have the sound person, they're getting them on board. They have the DVR, they're loading up every single uh, bump and video and package we're playing. We have the, the graphics uh, creator. They, they have to be on the same page as what goes on what side of the screen. And it's, it's a very uh, complex script that everyone has to be on the same page or else little mess ups will be very noticeable on the broadcast. Yeah. And, and it, so, okay. So it's 935 right 935. now. 935. People, are you ready? Let's start if the show. If it's 935, they're way too late. If it's 935, <laughs> it's, it's we're, not a good, we're ready to not a good show it's already. It's showtime. Yeah. Anthony is, is great because he's one of our directors. He is the one that's sitting in that control room with a headset on talking to our floor managers. Um, how yes. stressful is that kind of in being in that situation where you literally are having to make sure that the show goes smoothly and according to plan? Yes. Well, it was extremely stressful the first couple of times I did it. Right. Um, I've been usually I've been in the back room doing that job and, and the other jobs in the back room, you know, for this whole past semester. I'm completely comfortable now with control, uh, having complete control of the room giving those directions. I'm not worried about, you know, messing up at all anymore. It's, you, it gets like a natural, you get a natural flow with everything. And um, I think everyone does have their strengths uh, on the show. Everyone, they like to do certain jobs more often because everyone's just better at certain jobs. Um, and as they keep doing those jobs, they do get better at them. And you definitely see like how people, their strengths, you definitely see like we've gotten way better.